Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have the Chancellor himself, Chancellor Zero, in the building. What up? And of course, the Duke of Devananis, Lando. This is the Between Brothers Podcast. Tune in every Wednesday. Well, I guess this episode is going to be dropping on Thursday because we're recording on a Wednesday because of a lot of technical difficulties over the last couple of days but we still here producing content every week yeah for those who are fans of us and those who are not but um zero how was your week man <laughs> let me tell you about Monday everything else is pretty standard let me tell you about Monday what happened Monday? So went into work late, had some uh had some things going on. Came into work late and come to find out my partner wasn't at work. So it was like, okay, we um I just gotta go and uh check on some things. So I go out, I go out to uh I go out to the first job. It's able to get picked up. It should have been picked up like a few days before, but it is what it is. Got it picked up. Got everything signed. Yeah, got um, paperwork signed and everything. So I got to go out to Ocean Lakes. But this is one thing that people know about me when it comes to traveling anywhere. If I have to use a GPS, I'll do it once. And then after that, I won't need to use the GPS again because I'll remember how to get there. Especially if I know the area, I know several ways to get there. So I'm riding. And like I said, I got to go to Ocean Lake. So I'm on the interstate. I decide, you know what? Let me take the interstate all the way down to um, all the way down to the end get on um, make my ride on pacific and just go down pacific to general booth get a phone call asking where am i at and i'm like well i'm looking for a gas station then i'll be going to the next job so then i'm told exactly where i'm at and i paused for a moment i was like did they think they were going to try to catch me in a lie or something? So it was like, oh, you're here. You're by the aquarium. It's like, why are you down here? I was like, yo, the next job I got to go to is in Ocean Lakes. So why did you go down Pacific? It's like, because I can get the general booth the same way. I just didn't get off the interstate. And right now I'm looking for a gas station. And it just so happened there's one right down the street from my next destination. <laughs> I get called into the office to try to say that uh, I was joyriding and the GM was following my van. Yeah, it was like I, they were clocking me like, like he was a detective and I was the Pink Panther or some shit. 
Like I, I'm like, yo, this like, it was like, oh, you were joyride. I was like, joyride because I didn't go the way the GPS would want me to go is the reason why you call it joyriding. I went to my like, I never made a weird stop. Like, yeah, I never made a weird stop. I just went straight to where I had to go to. But for some odd reason, it was a it was a problem. It was like, yo, y'all really gonna be clocking me? It's like, yeah, I don't think I need to. Uh, I don't think I need to be frequent, um, like frequenting this uh, establishment anymore. I don't think I need to be coming. He's like, yo, I can't even go to a job without y'all thinking that I'm doing something wrong, and they can't even tell me that I did something wrong. Like, <laughs> like, like, I didn't even. All I did was go to my destination. It's not like I stopped at Peabody's or I parked and went to Flippers McCoy or I was going down Atlantic when I know Atlantic Avenue doesn't go anywhere. I went down Pacific and went straight down Pacific to get to General Booth and went straight to my destination. Get to my destination. Nobody's home. So I decided to go back to the, go back, park the, uh, park the van and go and uh, go on about my way. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. Y'all clocking me for what? It's like they don't want the vans to be where they don't need to be. It was like, well, I wasn't even I didn't even arrive at my destination for you to even assume that I was going somewhere I wasn't supposed to be going. It's like you did like I said, the only stop that I made was to get gas. From the time I left the first job in Portsmouth to the time I got to Ocean Lakes, the only stop that I made, if you yeah, the only stop that I made. That was an extended stop. If you don't want to be a nuisance to talk about, I stopped at every light that I had to go th- that I had to go through. I stopped at the gas station, and then I went to my destination. I made two stops: the gas station and then my destination. <laughs> it was like I, it was like I. Right, now y'all just nitpicking because the uh, jobs aren't available like that. It's like don't don't start getting nitpicky because the moment y'all start getting nitpicky is the moment that people are gonna start saying, well, is it really worth being here? And then the moment they're gonna start questioning that is the moment that folks are gonna start dropping like flies. The micromanaging doesn't help anybody. Good employees don't leave because good employees leave because of bad management. Most of the time. Yeah. It's like when you micromanage it, it doesn't it doesn't boost morale. It makes people wonder why the hell am I even here? Yeah, and the thing is, there's so much data that proves that, yet people still try it. <laughs> it's like, it's like they're like, F the data. And it's, it just doesn't make any type of sense to me. But, uh, yeah, basically everything else was sort of basic is just that that was just an eventful that was just an eventful day because it's like you know i was already late and i had to go to the only two jobs that i still had um available just to go and just to go and see if everything was all good just for just for y'all to be like yo you were joyriding because you didn't go the way the gps would tell you it's like if i know 45 different ways of getting there i'm picking one of the 45. i don't need I'm not like y'all in the end uh, is GPS dependent. 
It's like I didn't do anything out of the. It's like if you want to say I did anything out of the ordinary, I didn't get off the interstate where y'all wanted me to. That's the thing. I don't have to get off of anything the way y'all want me to. I'm the one behind the wheel, not y'all. I didn't cause no accidents. I didn't make any unrealistic stops. I just took a different way to to a spot, and it just so happened when I got the phone call the gas light came on so i was like okay since the gas light just popped on i gotta go find a gas station so it's like yeah i'm looking for- do they give y'all a gas card or you yeah they do they do okay. now if i was uh if i was doing the plumbing side i would have to get gas myself because it's my van oh but since it's a company vehicle they provide it but it's like don't like don't it's like the moment that the moment you keep on uh trying to push these buttons is the moment that folks are going to be like you know what it ain't even it's like it ain't even worth it to have to stay somewhere where jobs are already scared yeah getting a jobs to make any money is already scarce but there's no reason for y'all to keep on making it see yeah making it seem like you gotta have us under your thumb all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but that was my that was my week. It's like it felt like it, it felt like wrestling. Like if WWE tried to cram an entire month worth of television in a week, my week that 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 day felt like an entire week. Mm. That's what <laughs> unbelievable. Oh man. Um so not a whole lot happened this week. Just been doing um hundred day challenge and a new jump rope challenge. Uh so keep y'all posted on that. Um, happy the Jets won. Uh, the only time I'm happy when teams win is if I win money. So I just want y'all to know that the Jets are my team, but I don't care if they win or lose. Only if they win me money. Win when you're supposed to win, lose when you're supposed to lose. That is my motto. So that's why I love the Jaguars. That's why I love the Jets. If you win when you're supposed to win and lose when I pick you to lose, you're my favorite team. The Broncos can go straight to hell. And, um, and yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing too eventful happened uh, over the last week and so, week or so. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, but uh, let's go over some week five stuff. Of course, like I said, love the Jets, love the Jags because they lost in one when they were supposed to. My biggest bet, my biggest bet was on the Broncos. Everybody's like, why would you pick the Broncos? Broncos 
short home favorite on a short week and the Colts lost their best player why wouldn't you go with that on that side y'all know I'm a Russell Wilson fan I gotta give Russell Wilson some blame for last game but in all honesty I think it's just awful coaching I just think it's god awful coaching there is nothing that has changed my mind even with Matt Rule being fired that Nathaniel Hackett is the worst coach in football when you're it's alright so let me get this straight people inside joke I'll tell y'all that story one day you're fourth and one in a tight game you could kick a field goal I think it was tied you can kick the field goal to go up then and win the game in regulation except you go for it on fourth and one now Russell Wilson did miss a wide open guy but it's fourth and one, and the points are very scarce. Just get the points. So let me understand this. You decide on fourth and one to opt to go for it for a 30-yard field goal. <laughs> but week one, on fourth and five, you opt to kick a field goal longer than the kicker has ever made in his entire career. If that, no matter how bad the quarterback play was, that is a bad coaching decision. Let's ride. I'm still <laughs> riding with him, though. Hey, Let's look, ride. Look, look, we can still finish nine and eight, ten and seven. What the hell is this we? <laughs> Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. I'm never, I'm le- never abandoning them, man. Um, Let's ride. There was this metric that showed that the Cowboys, Cooper Rush is the luckiest player in football. They said based off of interceptions that he's thrown that were turned back because of penalties or dropped interceptions, he should have thrown around 12 interceptions already this season. Well, damn. I'm like, but, and that's, that's the thing though. Cause I, right, you know, there, there's a, there's a uh, old sports saying that said, that goes winning, winning covers a multitude of sins. The giants and Cowboys are those teams. They're winning in spite of their quarterbacks. Yet those fan bases think their team is actually good. And the thing is, I got to put my foot in my mouth because I didn't think that neither one of those teams would be winning at the level that they're winning right now. But they're winning in spite of everything. I don't even understand. Yeah, they were saying the Giants were the luckiest team in football. Cooper Rush was the luckiest quarterback in football. And it's just like, I just don't get it. I just don't like I'm like, okay, now I'm not I'm not acting like I watch full games all the time, 
but I watch like I watch very very long highlight tapes um, to try to get caught up on games. So usually 10, 12 minute long um, highlights. So you get a lot of you can see a lot in that time frame. And these are highlights. These ain't the parts where you do bad. <laughs> these are the parts where you did good and you don't look good. So that means you're bad. <laughs> so one of my friends who's a Cowboys fan was like, oh, you just looking at highlights. That's your best. What do you mean I'm just looking at highlights? That's when you're at your best. So, yeah, there's uh, there's that. Um... <sighs> but hey, I gotta eat it. So far, I'm wrong on I'm really wrong on a lot of teams, and I'm right on a few teams, and everybody else is just about average. Uh, but this is probably the worst five weeks of football I've ever watched in my life. And the funny thing is, I'm winning money off of it because of it. But all of my predictions look like shit. So. But go Jets. Go Jets. What did you think about week five, brother? I thought uh, Devontae Adams made a bad decision <laughs> uh, to go to the Raiders. All right, here's why I asked that. Because the Packers ain't really looking good either. Who's to say that they wouldn't be looking better if he wasn't there? So it's just like, all right, both teams are bad. So it seems like both teams hurt, got hurt by him leaving. Like both parties were hurt by him leaving. But I mean, it's a good point, though. Yes. <laughs> um, My Jaguars is slumping again. They went back to reality, but it's it's all right. I didn't I didn't expect them to make the playoffs anyway, or to be like. I expect them to do good because of the AFC South, but um, there's still things that need to be cleaned up. Um. Yeah, but that Chiefs Raiders game was an exciting game. I, you know, I didn't watch a single minute of football. Live um, yeah, I watched that. Uh, I watched that Raiders Chiefs game. It was Kelsey had seven catches for twenty five yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, I wish I would have bet him. <laughs> I think it was his birthday, so I think that's why he got that. But it is what it is. Look, it happened. Um, so. My third thing and my mo- and uh, what I'm most proud of, Matt Rule finally getting fired. You know, I, I wish I remember what episode I had said. Uh, I said, I know I was like, oh yeah, Matt Rule's about to get fired. You and King Sean corrected me, and it and I'm not saying like I'm right or I'm not making this like a guru thing. I was just like, y'all correcting me 
and I want it. I want the look on my face to be on camera for the utter confusion that y'all were so certain he wasn't getting fired and he didn't get fired just to get fired. Not because I think that was an off season thing, right? Yeah, it was during. It was right after the end. Yeah. the end of the season. So I'm yeah, like, it was like well, you know, yeah, he ain't going. A lot of coaches getting fired. Yeah, and because like, it was a Black Monday and he survived. Yeah, and I was just like, and so I'm just like, oh, maybe they're waiting. And y'all were like, no, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, he's yeah, not they're... getting fired. I'm like, no, he he has to get fired. Like, oh, we we be, yeah, I, we understood he that he had a, to get. Uh, my fault. Go ahead. We understood that he had to get fired at some point. We just knew that it wasn't going to be when they were going to be firing coaches. Because I was like, "Yo, they probably they're going to give him a they're going to give him another chance, but they're going to have him on a short leash." Yo, they cut Man. that leash so damn quick. That's not quick enough to me. Yo, because <laughs> they should have. You know what? You know what? Because I think they started out one and one. And it was like, okay, like we're still somewhere, and now they lost three straight. They're like, all right, we going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all right, so y'all know I love pounding on uh, um, the terrible quarterback play of Baker Mayfield. Uh-huh. But I, heard, I saw that he was injured, and I was like, injured. Really? I'm like, come on, man. Nah, y'all need y'all just trying to get somebody other than Baker in there. Cause y'all realize the dude is thrown for I think like 53% of completions. Um I wanna say I think he's thrown three touchdowns. Like Baker Mayfield, and I've been saying this for many years. I've been saying that for many years, like ever since when I, when I've like, how can I put this? The bus stick never fails. One day I think I need a, I think I need a lot, like do a watch party. We need to do a, a NBA draft watch party. So, and I'm going to, I'm actually going to make a custom made bust stick and just tap the TV with it. The bust stick doesn't fail. Everybody since I, when did I invent the bust stick? It was a long time ago. It was the I can't remember what year it was. It was the draft where uh, what's his name? Bruce Irvin got picked number 11 overall. Like you almost busted the screen beating the TV <laughs> with that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was and a broomstick. Like, yeah, it was, like, it was like a big, thick broomstick, though. It was like, nah. It, um, it, it, I think it was a no, plastic. No, 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 no. It wasn't a. Thick, it wasn't a plastic broomstick. It was definitely wood. It was definitely wood. But no, it actually wasn't even a wood. It wasn't even a broomstick. It was just a stick that um, I think um, my ex-wife's father had had at the house had brought it over for some reason and left it there. So I was just touching the T. The bus stick hasn't failed. It hasn't failed. I didn't use the bus stick this year. But um, 
But yeah, um, I, I can't remember everybody I've hit with the bus stick. Vernon Golston was a bus stick guy. I still don't understand why he would. Bruce <sighs> Irvin was a bus stick guy. Baker Mayfield was a bus stick guy. Sam Darnold was a bus stick guy. Uh, you know, when you say it, it doesn't even sound like bus stick. It sounds like busted. Eh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think of who else is a bus stick guy. I can't remember all of them, but as far as the ones that I can remember, doesn't fail. Daniel Jones was a bus stick guy. A lot of quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks. I remember there was a lot of uh, mock drafts saying that Jacksonville should pick um, Daniel Jones the year we picked up uh, C.J. Henderson. It's like he was going to be a bust. It's like whoever we picked up there was going to be a bust either way, but it is what it is. <laughs> That'd be a bust. At the quarterback position? Not at the quarterback position. At the... Any other position is better because the quarterback is way harder to replace. Yeah, that's why they always say it sets your franchise back five years. And some depends on how good the rest of your team is, you know? So, uh, but yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of guys who have suffered the, the, the wrath, the bus stick. And like I said, I can't think of anybody has failed. Like I said, I didn't do it this past year. Um, one guy I thought that was going to be a beast, and I'm like, maybe he just doesn't know how to use tight ends. Kyle, uh, is Kyle Pitts in the league? Yes. Like, who he played for? Because he can't play for Atlanta. Atlanta he can't play for Atlanta still, man. Like, what's up with these top, like these highly drafted tight ends? They never pan out on their first team. I don't know, man. I'm Look, it's it, Atlanta. Atlanta's a bad situation right now because That's it's a like hell of an offense for him not to be used in it, though. Like, no, nah, it's like not. What's it called? Uh, but it may not even be tight end utilization. Um, so much so that the quarterback may not even really use a tight end as a read. It's like, oh, that's his safety. Yeah, it'd be like it's a safety net. Let me see how he's doing anyway. Yeah, he had he only had one catch for twenty five yards on Sunday against Cleveland. I wonder if it's a. uh, I want it could like I mean you could just be you could be right about the quarterback read thing. Cause I wonder, like I wonder if you went back to Marcus Mariota's through Marcus Mariota's career, if he utilized the tight end in other systems. Yeah, that is. Well, so I would have to go not, back might, and look yeah. at who and we was ain't got on. time for that. Yeah, we ain't got time for that. So you know, because you know, like, like, like Drew Brees, every tight end Drew Brees has played with has done well. Um, what's his name? Actually, I thought the same thing would be about Tom Brady, 
But then when OJ Howard didn't really pan out, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Cause OJ, but like a lot of these, a lot of these like black tight ends ain't really. Remember Brandon Pettigrew? Like he was a beast in college. Yeah. Pan out. I don't know. I was thinking it might have been the offense because they ran more of a spread offense in uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, who was that tight end for North Carolina? Eric Ebron? Yeah. Who he played for? The last team he was on was the Steelers. Yeah, see? So it's just like, I don't know what's up with the brothers at tight end. Like, they ain't, it seems like that's, in, that's the white guy position right now. <laughs> if you play on the offensive line from guard to right tackle, it seems like <laughs> you need to be Caucasian. Left tackle, <laughs> left tackle, left tackle doesn't matter. Left tackle's a revolving door of races. But from guard to right tackle, you gotta be white. That's a damn shame. Um, what else did you think about week week five? Um, Ron Rivera basically throwing uh, Carson Wentz under the bus in that. <laughs> all right, so all right, so. Shout out to Kyle. He listens to the podcast. I don't know if he listens to every episode, but he listens to it up. And uh, he's a he's a Commanders fan. And I, he was asking me if I was going to bet the Commanders again, and I was like, no, the Commanders. I'm two and two with the Commanders. I'm not. I'm not wasting it. I'm two and two with the Commanders, but I'm on a two game losing streak with the Commanders. So no, they're not gonna come. Um, and uh, so I said, "What?" Well, I said, "I heard that the locker room has given up on Ron Rivera. When you lose the locker room, you're headed towards getting fired. Like you can lose, but if you lose the locker room, you're gonna get fired." So when he said that, I was like, "He's like, no, you lost the locker room." And he, you know, he was like, Kyle was like, yo, no, the team plays well. They only lost by four. I'm like, well, that's because Tennessee's not a very good team. Like, just be like, you shouldn't be losing at home to Tennessee. You know, if you're if you're a good team. But I said, here's when he said that, I was like, and it made and it validated for me that he's lost the locker room because you're in a division with Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones. Like, I don't care how bad you think Carson Wentz is. Carson Wentz is not a worse quarterback than those two quarterbacks. You really have a worse record than Jalen Hurts, who a lot of people said if he didn't, if they didn't figure it out this year, he was probably going to be out of the league pretty soon, or at least not starting for NFL team pretty soon. A guy who has been a career backup and a guy who should be a career backup. You have the only guy who has been a legitimate starter in the NFL prior to this season. You had the, if you looked at the grades, 
you had the second best quarterback in the division if you looked at their PFF grades behind Dak Prescott. So how are you one and four and everybody else is four and one, one and five and undefeated? Because you're not a good coach. You're not a good coach. It's that simple. You should you see, and that's what happens when you do people wrong. Because if you would have brought Cam Newton with him, they probably would be doing something. Now, Cam would have deteriorated like he did, but you did Cam wrong, dog. This is your karma. I can't wait for you to get fired in two weeks. Hey, it is what it is. I'm just, I'm just like, all right. So, like, even like the Jets, the Jets are winning right now. Robert Sala is an okay coach, but he's not a good coach. He's not going to bring us to playoff wins. So, and you want to know what? I might bet the Jets. I might put, might sprinkle a little something on the Jets beating the Packers. Because, you know, before this season, I was like, I was listening to Colin Cowherd, and he was talking about Matt LaFleur. And I agreed with every word he said. He was like, I don't know if Matt LaFleur is a good coach. He inherited Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jones, um, Adams, solid defense. And he's playing in a division that is awful. He's like, I don't know if he's a good coach. And I was like, I don't know if he's a good coach either. This year is going to be the year to prove it. If they can move the ball with those, with all those young guys at wide receiver, this is the year to prove it. And you can't move the ball in the Giants. I'm not saying the Giants will have a solid defense, but the Giants, like, they can't score the football. So that's why I think the Jets have a chance of beating them because I'm like, where are they going to get points from? The Jets actually have a really good defense. So where are they getting points from? Aaron Rodgers, as soon as you drop a pass, he don't throw to you until for another for another 60 minutes. He's like, okay, you out of timeout now. Like he puts his receivers on timeout. So like, how are we gonna believe? I and the crazy thing is, I believe they'll still make the playoffs because it's like they got, you know, like um, they say it a lot in basketball. It's like a schedule loss. Like you know, it's just like I right, like if you're on a four game and five night trip, like you want to go, you want to go two and two or three and one but you know that you're not or like they like the team has like they like the coaches believe they're not going to sweep it and so they don't like they're like okay we're not going to sweep it but like if this game starts to get out of hand we'll pull our guys a lot earlier than you know whatever so it's like the NFL gives the Packers scheduled wins so it's like okay yeah go to England and play an easy team. Well, the Giants aren't as easy as you thought, but you get to come home and play the Jets. So even if you lose that game because of jet lag or whatever, yeah, just go home and play the Jets. 
that aren't a very good team. And they have like a very weak schedule in the middle of it for the next like seven, eight weeks. So it's just like, come on now. Like, geez. Um, I'm surprised the Lions got shut out. Wasn't surprised they lost because I was the two, one of the teams that I picked to lose. But I was surprised they got shut out. I wasn't expecting that. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I guess for the week, I think I went. Uh, I think I went two or three. Yeah, you won Chiefs and Chargers. Which you should. Uh, when I saw when I saw the highlights, I was pissed. No, not no Ravens. Yeah, the uh, Chiefs was a uh, Monday night game. Monday we'll night. Mon- yeah, yeah, it was the Ravens. Okay, Ravens. I know you. Went, I don't know you won two games. I was so pissed because I was like, I saw the Chargers highlights, and I was like, this dude really missed two gimme field goals. I should have went undefeated. <laughs> I should have went undefeated <laughs> and this guy misses two. And you know what? This is the second time that I'm about to be undefeated and the Browns cost me. Never again. Never again. The Browns is on the slate. I'm not picking them. No, let me stop. I ain't going to be that stupid. <laughs> and I ain't going to be that stupid. But I won my bet. They covered, so... I won my bet, but I was so mad when I was watching the game and they, or watching the highlights and they showed those two missed field goals. And I was like, unbelievable, unbelievable. But yeah, uh, I don't know what our records are for the season, but. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go back because I don't remember either. I know I'm below yeah. 500 because I went two and three. Um, yeah, I think I'm like. Think. Cause we 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 both went one and four, and then you went four and one, and I went three and two, and then I went four and one, and you went two and three. So what's that? One, five, seven, seven, and one, four, five, seven, and eight, and I am one. Five, eight, two, six, and I'm eight and seven. Uh, it's tight as usual, as usual. And speaking of, um, you know, we we, we were kind of talking about this in separate topics, but it all has to do with week five. The we talked about Matt Rule getting fired, deservedly so, and we also have to discuss these like roughing the passer calls because the NFL is overcompensating for them screwing up with Tua but it's just like why overcompensate like the ref then you know I'm sure they put the refs on high alert but it's it's just one of those things where you like like the the NFL has a sanctioning body the NFL is a sanctioning body it's not like boxing where refs and judges can just do whatever the hell they want and don't really have to answer anybody. So with that being said, when the NFL has egregiously bad calls that affect, like the, like in all honesty, 
the Falcons could have pulled off an upset. You know what I'm saying? The um the 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 Chiefs they didn't lose, but they could have lost that game over that terrible call. So it's just like no, nah, like we can't there needs to be some kind of penalty on the refs for making egregiously bad calls. And the Tom Brady thing, I guess because it kind of looked like the two tackle, even though it didn't, like, I guess because of the swinging around or whatever, but it's not like these guys are small people. Like, a lot of people forget that Tom Brady is, like, 220, 230 pounds. Like, these guys ain't small where you could just push them over and they fall. You know? <laughs> it's just like, what are we doing? You got to tackle them. And somebody was like, oh, well, they might change it to two-hand touch for quarterbacks. I'm like, well, actually, to be honest, that might be better because your guys are going to be collecting sacks the galore. <laughs> <laughs> if all you got to do is tag the quarterback and it's automatic sack. Um, and, of course, the NFL is trying to protect their asset, which is the quarterback. But what do you think about do you think that this is how it's going to go for the entire season? Or do you think it's going to be like something that's going to go on for a couple of weeks while the Tua stuff dies down and then we'll go back to getting legitimate calls? I think it's actually going to go on for the rest of the season. I think so too, because like you said, with the Tua situation, how that was screwed up, they're going to go be too overly cautious about uh, these uh, situations but the uh but the problem is going to be like you said it's gonna uh cost games because um there's gonna be because i don't understand why they think physics don't exist in real life like a dude's supposed to get hit and then all of a sudden they're supposed to float like they're on a fucking magic carpet or some shit it was like i, I don't know yeah, there's gonna be a whole new world because I'm like, it, it don't make no type of fucking sense. Like, the, the like, um, Chris Jones got the trifecta: sack, fumble, fumble recovery, and they call roughing the passer. Like, what? It's like it don't. I know Chris it's, Jones it's gonna, said that they should review it. I don't, I don't co-sign that at all. Yeah, it don't make any type. Yeah, that wouldn't make any type of sense because it's like, it's like pass interference. You are you gotta, you gotta review every single one of them because of the. It's like because uh you because you think that the ref made. Of course, the ref made a bad call. The only thing that you could do is move on to the next play. There's no reason for you to have to continue. Yeah, be like, I right, throw the flag because I know that wasn't a roughing the passer. And then you're gonna cost. Then you gonna cost yourself timeouts because you on, because <laughs> you upset about the uh, rough of the passer. It's like, I, right, they made a bad call. And it, it, they made a bad call. Just move on to the next play. Oh, but they, in a sense, they do penalize uh, referees, and uh, it's the, uh, and they don't. Um, they won't. Yeah, their crew won't ref a. Uh, playoff game and of course when the playoffs oh okay. yeah so, so when it, yeah that's too many were like they were talking about like 
they the the refs that ref, that referee the playoff games are the best refs, so they're great. Yeah, they they're the ones that have yeah. the least yeah the least amount of uh, like um, egregious calls and things of that nature. So yeah, when you see when you see certain crews always going to the going to the playoffs and other crews making bad calls, don't that's their penal that's where they get penalized because they don't. And so so that's extra money that they're not making. And- yeah. But I think there should be a harsher penalty, like a five thousand dollar fine or something. Because I heard they, they they make like they make like a ton of money, like 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 twelve thousand a game or something. It's like something crazy. Shoot, I'm about to start counting refs' pockets. Well, yeah, I yeah. Heard it's hard to be an NFL ref. Like you gotta be a ref at like the lower levels for a pretty decent amount of time. It's like Jesus Christ. But but it's like you know it's gonna it's gonna continue until. It's gonna continue for the rest of the year, and then when they the have playoffs. their owners' meetings. No, I think come playoffs, they're just gonna throw all that stuff out the window. You remember when COVID was going on and everybody was missing games until the playoffs started? Yeah. All of a sudden, nobody was able to. Get that was their that that was their that was their equivalent of the NBA's. Uh, um, <laughs> what? It, at least the NBA had the bubble. Y'all was out here still in the still had fans in the stands and everything. But nobody caught COVID. Come on now. It's, it's like no jersey swapping. It's like they still gonna be swapping sweat, dog. It's still gonna. It's like somebody's gonna bleed on somebody's jersey. And not, not, like just it's like it doesn't stop. People still get cut. People still sweat. They still drool. They still cry. They the still. The sports protocol for COVID was some of the dumbest stuff of all time. You had to wear a mask on the sideline. So I'm out here breathing on you all game. <laughs> and I can't breathe around you. I had to separate. <laughs> I had to, look, I'm literally shoulder to shoulder. Let's say I'm an offensive lineman. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably, I'm the same way as an offensive lineman, so I might as well. Um, freaking shoulder to shoulder next to my center, talking to him, probably spit flying from my mouth into his face mask and stuff like that. But we had to stay six feet away from each other on the bench. Like, what? <laughs> it's like, yo, like, what are we doing here? It's like you got fined twenty five thousand dollars because you we ca- we caught you on camera without a mask on, and one of your socks were too low. Yo, somebody, I, I forgot what player said something about that. It was like they don't care about player. He's like they don't they don't care about player safety, but they but they give a damn about how your uniform looks. I think it was right after the Tua injury. It was like uh, the the first one. Yeah, oh, it was like they said. Um, so they so Tua clearly was concussed, and they tried to call it a back injury, and they put him back out there. And they like they don't give a damn about player safety, but they make sure to take money out of your pocket because your because uh, your jersey ain't tucked <laughs> or your socks are too low or you're not wearing. Or your uh your cleats ain't the team colors. <laughs> it's like so yo, what's important, NFL? My so sock length. Uh, uh, Chad Johnson was talking about how many times he got fined for uniform violations. It was like crazy. Um, all right, so that's it for football. Let's um let's talk about the elephant in the room. My boy Day Day, aka Draymond Green, with the Kirkpatrick. 
I would say he gave I that. Thought was, I thought it was Deontay Wilder for a second. He gave that elephant punch. So, <laughs> that dude really swung off on Jordan Poole. And, um, you know, then 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 he teabagged him afterwards. Nobody talked about the teabag. I'm like, y'all didn't see him grab the back of his neck as he was falling down and his face was down by his testicles. Nobody saw I was the only person who saw that. I was the only person who saw that. Nobody is it, everybody's concerned about Jordan Poole's eye from getting punched. What about the testicular sweat? <laughs> I don't think anybody cares. That fell into his pores. I oh, mean my 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 I mean, what's it called? Uh, I'm, I'm, so I'm just curious as to what, because um, I know a f- couple of days ago I said that uh, Jordan was acting really uh, out of character, but then it was said that um, basically it was said that uh, by Steph and Kerr that Poole has been Poole has basically been a model citizen He hasn't really done or said anything Out of the ordinary He hasn't acted any different And it was like It's like you know He didn't really He didn't do or say anything To warrant getting punched in the face But I'm thinking He said something To get warranted Getting punched in the face Like this isn't high school where it was like somebody was in the lunchroom. You just pranked somebody and said, hey, yo, go punch him in his face, dog. This isn't high school. We're not in the lunchroom. Like, he said something to him. Draymond was walking away and then turned back around and got in his face. That That's one of them. You said something that I need to address you about. I don't care what no. I mean, but, you know, they're covering for that guy. Yeah, you know, it's because, like you know. They, they also they if if he didn't if if he didn't say or do anything that warranted him getting punched in the face, they would have suspended Draymond Green. You know what? And here's a here's a here's the biggest thing. I think this whole situation is only getting addressed because somebody put the video out. Oh, would anybody would anybody even know what was going on if they didn't put well, the video remember, out? Remember, everybody said that he ate the punch and it wasn't. And, and they were pretty much saying Draymond can't crack an egg. You know, he ain't, he ain't about that life. Oh, he cracked his egg, left that and, nigga sunny side up. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast, Sunny Side Up. <laughs> oh man, that is hilarious. And I, I gotta, I gotta make sure I make a clip. That is hilarious. Um. <laughs> so, so you know, like a lot of people. In the media, calling it a sucker punch. I was like, I, and you know, it did. It really disappointed me when Shannon Sharp said it was a sucker punch because Shannon Sharp is somebody who's been known to get in a couple tussles uh-huh. on and off the field. 
And Shannon Sharp ain't no slouch. Like, Shannon Sharp will defend himself. Like, you know, Shannon Sharp will throw hands. So, and Shannon Sharp, from, Shannon Sharp, even though he country, he hood country. So, it's not a sucker punch. If you push me and I swing back. Now, a lot of people like, that's your teammate. You can't be swinging. I don't care. I don't care. Like that that wasn't like a push where it was like, man, you like like y'all were playing around or some stuff. No, there was a he, that was aggression. So I I matched not you know what? Let me not say that he matched his aggression because if he matched his aggression, he would have pushed him back. No, yeah. he turned that bitch up to 10. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yo, I'm just like, all right. Like, I, so even my boy Kyle was like, man, you don't punch a teammate. I'm like, teammates get punched all the time. <laughs> and then, even in basketball, like, you see how many games of basketball we played where dudes was ready to throw hands or actually threw hands. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that happens in basketball, especially basketball that is so much, you know, um, you're in close proximity all the time like at least in a football game if you get off you you could get off the field yeah like you know what I'm saying in basketball especially in, in like a pickup game situation you don't get off the court until the game is over so especially if y'all chirping back and forth and I'm a chirp when I play basketball so uh-huh. like you know what I'm saying so it's just like y'all chirping back and forth and somebody getting their feelings they might take a swing at you it is what it is without yeah. Without getting pushed, without exactly. getting pushed first, like Draymond was, and if if him and Draymond already don't get along, which that's been rumored that they don't get along, yeah, that's gonna make me swing on you because I've been waiting, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like I've been waiting. Like, yo, you know, like, 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 uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, Cedric the Entertainer said, "I you wish you would." You got a hope factor. You got a wish factor. <laughs> like, you know, like black people, we wish. Like, <laughs> I wish I, a nigga would say my chair. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like that's what, that's what, that's what Draymond was on. He was on, like, I wish he would put his hands on me when if I say something to him. You know, Al wouldn't be surprised because you said they didn't, they weren't getting along. That Poole may have said something to him in the locker room numerous times, and he's like, "Yo, I wish, I wish that nigga would try to do something." <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. So, I'm surprised he didn't. St- I'm surprised he didn't uh, kick him too. He's known for kicking. <laughs> Now somebody was like, "Oh, uh, I think it was Brandon Jennings. He had said something like, "Oh, he wasn't acting like that when Tristan Thompson slapped him," which that's been rumored, but it was a rumor that died pretty quickly. So I don't know how true that was. This is the same Brandon Jennings that was celebrating with the Bucks as if he was on the roster. Facts. And then I'm like, "All right, let's let's just let's just understand this." Um, I was like, a lot of people act like 
they're tough. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, this wouldn't be me or this, that, and the other. That wouldn't have been me. Shane Sharp is like, oh, we'd be fighting every day. All right. I just, I just, I don't think people really understand that it's natural to be intimidated by somebody who's naturally bigger than you. That doesn't mean that you won't defend yourself. But a lot of times, if somebody is that much bigger than you, you're not looking for a fight with them most yeah, times. Yeah, fight, fight or flight most of the time, unless you have no other choice. So Jordan Poole being 6'3", 170, 180 pounds. Draymond Green being 6'7", 230, 240. That's not a guy you pick a fight with on a regular basis. Let let's stop the tough guy act, yo. Like, and like I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I'm a tough guy. But I've been in a lot of fights. And like I said, not saying like if somebody who was bigger than me was trying to bully me or whatever, I wouldn't take even I took a little bit of bullying. Cause it's just like, all right, this guy is bigger than me, stronger than me, whatever. I'm just gonna fall back. Until it got to now, I have a hair trigger temper. Well, back then I had a hair trigger temper. So it only took like two or three times before I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna F you up. Cause you really think this is a game. Like you like, you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't gonna sit here. I'm not gonna let you push me around. But that's just my personality type though. Not everybody's like me. So I'm like, there's not a whole lot of people just gonna be going around fighting people that are almost two times their size. It doesn't make sense. So stop saying that. It's not, and also they play on a team together. That's not gonna happen. They don't, what you get, you gonna lose your, you gonna lose your payday. Everybody, everybody saying that Jordan Poole is expecting a 150 million dollar contract. You gonna lose all that just to fight Draymond Green, and get beat up every day? Exactly. It's like they gonna, they gonna get rid of somebody. Um, that somebody's gonna be you if you continuously instigate fights. Exactly because you say this fight. Yeah, exactly because yeah. Because here's the thing, could you even say that uh, Poole instigated the fight to begin with? I don't know who started talking. Likely, likelihood, because um, they both seem like they're trash talkers, but just because of Draymond's reputation, Draymond probably started the talking first. But they both talk trash. Let's not act like, like Jordan Poole's a quiet guy that you know what I'm saying don't ever say nothing he don't shimmy he don't do none of that like Jordan Poole talk talk trash too so you know yeah so if he so if Draymond did the chirping technically he instigated the fight no matter what Poole might have said to him that made Draymond get in his face if Draymond started the chirping then technically he's the one who started it all okay. but you know who knows? Who knows? We're not in that. We're not. We weren't on that gym to know exactly what happened. But um, I want to say this though, because I had this argument with these guys, and I told Zero about it. And I wanted people to understand that I argue with a lot of people on Facebook. And um, I'm gonna make this long story short. I posted. The, this guy was like, "Oh, he he." Uh, TYT Sports or something like that. He was like, Draymond Green punched Poole with all his might because he left his feet. So I said, well, a lot of y'all probably don't know nothing about proper punching technique. 
but somebody who leaves their feet with a punch is not putting all their might in the punch. Like, actually leaving your feet weakens your punch. So, I had multiple people, actually, of the comments that I saw, I had the most likes, which were like 25 likes. But then I had other people who were going jumping on it saying that I didn't know what I was talking about. Now, those people who know, I did... I did practice boxing for several years of my life. So I know how to punch. If anybody knows how to punch, a boxer knows how to punch. Now, I'm not going to act like I'm a professional or whatever. I'm not going to act like I punch as good as Floyd Mayweather or whatever pro you want to think of as a puncher. But I know how to punch. So people were telling me, oh, well, why do people get knocked out by Superman punches? And I said, I just want y'all to do an experiment. Because throwing a pitch, throwing a punch, throwing a football are all very similar. You don't see boxers jump and punch. You might see that crap in UFC. There's a reason why Jake Paul is knocking them all out. UFC UFC guys don't punch. Don't punch well. Matter of fact, I think there's a video from years ago with Ronda Rousey throwing a jab and she looked like she was salsa dancing at the same time. It was the worst punching technique I've ever seen in my life. Just to just to show you that US, using UFC is not an indicator that these guys really know how to punch. Um, and what's the, what's the guy, the, the big Nigerian guy, Nganu, Nganu? The, even um, what's the guy who keep getting beat up by John Jones? They hate each other. Cormier, Daniel Cormier. Even he was so he made a tape was like, "Yo, this is like terrible punching technique." But he happened to knock a guy out. You don't have to have perfect punching technique to knock a guy out. We see it in street fights all the time. So for these guys to sit there and tell me that because a Superman punch can knock a guy out, it was like, okay, so let me get back. I said, now do this experiment for me. Whatever you do, whatever you're good at, throwing a baseball, throwing a punch, or pro- probably not a punch, throwing a baseball, throwing a football. Because most people know how to do that and throw a punch. I thought I could punch until I went to a boxing gym. You know what I'm saying? So like, I said, now throw the football as far as you can. Then jump and throw the football as far as you can. I guarantee you it's not going to get half of the distance. (laughs) That's proof. Because they're all, now they're all similar techniques. They're all similar techniques. But your base is what matters. A pitch is probably more similar to a punch. So if you're a baseball player, throw a pitch. You've never seen a baseball player outside of maybe some cool web gem where they're only throwing the ball, what, 70, 80 feet, 180 feet maybe from from third base to, to 
second um first base is probably 180 feet like they're not throwing the ball very far but you ain't never seen a guy jump and throw the ball with velocity Matter of fact, a lot of times, even if you when you see those web gems where shortstop catches the ball or or second baseman has to jump over a guy, he tags the base and has to get out of the way and throw the ball. It's usually not very accurate, and it usually doesn't get the guy out because the ball's a little slow. So what are we talking about? Why are y'all arguing with me on this? I literally gave y'all a basic experiment to do to show the evidence that I know what I'm talking about because like I said, a lot of people don't know how to punch. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing how to punch with proper technique. Like, I don't know how to kick with proper technique, but if I study Taekwondo, I could probably learn it. But I'm also not telling a Taekwondo guy how to kick. These guys are like, oh, I watched it in UFC. I said, so y'all telling me what y'all watch versus something I lived. I hate Facebook for that reason. There's a lot of people on social media talking about what they saw or what they read in a book, except for what they actually live. Stop living through screens. Stop living vicariously through those who actually do it. They, Tom Brady's the man in the arena, not you. Now, don't get me wrong. We got we get up here, we judge and we criticize athletes for for doing for playing well or not playing well. But. One thing I do know is I actually performed football and performed basketball and performed boxing. Performed it in some way, shape, or form. Been around people who support, performed it in some way, shape, or form. So I know a little bit about it. But if you've never thrown a, a football in your life, don't tell, don't tell Baker Mayfield he don't know how to throw a football. Just like those guys who've never thrown a proper punch in their life is telling me how to throw a punch. And, and I was like, then that's another thing. Because I remember um, Zero actually revealed this to me. I think he said, Bernard Hopkins said, it only takes seven pounds of, pre- of force to knock somebody out. So he said, if you can lift up seven pounds, you can knock somebody out with a punch. So... With that being said, it ain't hard to knock people out sometimes. Not every knockout punch means it's a hard punch. They say that everybody got a button. In boxing, the butt, there's there's three, there's three, I guess maybe four buttons. Liver shot, if you throw into the body, the chin, jaw temple and right behind the ear where it's still legal enough to hit but it's not the back of the head you get hit in those four spots you're probably going down 
it don't take much. Now the body shot might take more power because you got a lot of muscles around that area. But the other stuff, believe me, I've knocked people out with, I have knocked people out with punches I thought weren't hard and I've had people stand up, stay up from the punches I thought <laughs> I hit them as hard as I could. <laughs> so it don't mean anything if you don't hit them right. But that's all I got to say about that. What else you got zero on that punt on the Draymond Green sunny side up? <sighs> on the Draymond, Draymond Green took that nigga to IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get your egg shelled. Oh, you got shelled, though, right? Shell shot. <laughs> get your egg shelled, though. Get your egg. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want the powdered eggs. <laughs> my, man, my man got shells shot. The brains turned into scrambled eggs, and he was looking up at the sky with both his eyes open like he was sunny side up. That dude was every comment. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, that dude look, was a look, you know, that nigga was a daddy's <laughs> grand slam after you. <laughs> hey, look, look, and 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 the fight was over easy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, my skis, my freestyle skis is crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness. That nigga's looking like a grand slam. Oh, <laughs> like, oh man. What's it called? Draymond Green grabbed him and put his hash browns on his face. Thanks. <laughs> oh, man. This is a breakfast podcast. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had breakfast. Oh, my goodness. I don't, I, I don't really even get hungry till like close to noon. <laughs> And it's crazy because I get up 4.30 in the morning. No, I get up at 4 in the morning. I work out at 4.30. You would think I'd be hungry after, you know, a workout. Nah. Nah. But I was, but also I have not lost, I have not lost that much weight. So intermittent fasting, it don't work for me. Oh, speaking of speaking of, uh, I was gonna say speaking of food since you were talking about fasting. Yeah, yeah. There was a um. I know you ain't the. Uh, I know you ain't on the vegan trip, but you Not know vegan. Me? No, no, no. So why are you saying um, you know you said that like you was about to reveal something to me? No, no. Come on <laughs> I now. Be, I know you. I'm saying this. Trip, but, uh, like, does my upper body look vegan to you? <laughs> so I was, but I do, I do follow this dude. Uh, his name was Turnip Vegan. Yo, yeah, I was telling our all about him. About well, the stuff you told me about him. I don't Yo, know this dude literally found a mushroom in a tree called Chicken of the Woods. They said if you dehydrate, yeah, if you clean it off and dehydrate it, the mushroom tastes like chicken. I don't believe it. <laughs> I think I think it's one of those things like Lions made. Like the lion's made mushroom, where you could just whatever flavor you put on it is what it's going to taste like. Yeah. So it's like basically, basically tofu without eating tofu. Yeah. Tofu. I heard tofu is bad for you. 
Um, the soy. The soy is bad for you. Yeah, got you. I'm thinking, yeah. Um, but there's a bunch. It's like lobster mushroom. I never heard. They have whole fucking lobster mushroom. I think like, that people say things taste like chicken uh-huh. when they don't know how to describe the taste. Is like gator tastes like chicken. No, it tastes like gator, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I had some gator, and you know it. It had like a mustardy taste. So no, it doesn't taste like chicken. It tastes like I, mustard. It, it tastes yeah, like meaty it's, mustard. It's, <laughs> the mustard's so meaty. <laughs> but yeah, now now the Duchess had had some. And she says she it was like a strong mustard aftertaste. So if you like mustard, you, you like gator. Really, you would really like gator. But me, I mm, I could I couldn't do it. I couldn't stand it. It was so strong. And she was like, oh, it's not. She's like, I mean, she was like, I kind of taste it, but it wasn't, it's not that bad. It was so strong for me. I was like, yeah, I don't like mustard like that. I hate mustard actually. Only time I only only thing I use mustard in is if I make um chicken salad. I don't oh, use okay. mustard for nothing else. Yeah, the only time I use mustard is if I'm eating a hot dog, and you there's eat no hot more dogs ketchup. And if there's no more ketchup, real I just wouldn't eat the hot dog. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I boiled the shit for no reason at all. <laughs> you just hold it. You hold the hot dog in the bun. It's like, the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And ain't nobody else here to eat it. <laughs> look, look. I'm either not eating the hot dog, or I'm eating it without no condiments. I can't. I can't do mustard like that. No, actually, you know, one time I made like one time I made some chicken, and I like and I put like mustard on it. Is like a, like I guess I don't know seasoning. I guess, uh-huh. and that that turned out okay. That turned out okay. But as far as just like putting mustard on like as a condiment, uh-huh. nah, man. Now ketchup, I'm out here like uh, I'm out here like AB. Put that shit on. Put that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, what in the world, man? Now you got NFL players doing that dumbass shit. Yo, yo, my boy Zoe told me he's like, yo, that's about to be the celebration of the year, and I was like, please God no. And then the preseason came, and the, I forget who did it, but it, it was instant, man. I was like, golly. Wait, what is wrong with that dude, man? Maybe the goat, man. He a wild boy. I know, right? A wild boy, man. Yeah, I wonder if Tom Brady is seeing him out on the street and deck him in his face. Nah, I don't think Tom Brady about that life. I really hope him and Giselle ain't getting divorced over this this thing. That suppose, yeah, I hope. I know they're not getting divorced though, because it's rumored that uh, they're getting divorced because he decided to come back for another season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I think Tom Brady is one of those people, like people like, oh, he's obsessed with football. But um, everybody said that about Kobe. Uh-huh. And people expected Kobe to come back. And Kobe was like, no, I gave the game everything. I'm not coming back. Yeah. And he did so well outside of, you know, God rest his soul. But he did so well after basketball, and um, and it's just like I, I wonder if Tom Brady, just like 
like a lot of like I heard a lot of um, athletes they get divorced after they retire because they just don't know what to do like they never had to be a family man you know for a, on a daily basis you know so it's just like a million different things yeah that happen when it comes to pro athletes after they retire because you know they, they get out of the routines and all this other stuff and maybe he just doesn't he just didn't cope well with adjusting to life after football because you know they said that he they said that he came out of retirement and he didn't even tell Giselle damn yeah so like I heard that was a big problem and I heard that they're living in separate houses she lives in their she's living in their Miami house right now so I'm like but I hope they don't get divorced over that like that's that's a little extreme especially especially if you've been like she but you know she's been talking about him retiring for a long time and not only that I think she gave up modeling early so he can focus 100% on football so if that's the case yeah she might have she might have a legitimate she might have a legitimate case like a lot lot of dudes are like oh a lot of dudes are like oh you know yeah if, if Tom Brady's white you can't make women happy and this and the other I'm like well, she did everything to make him happy, and he can't sacrifice this one thing when he's already the the Bucks aren't a very good team. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he went back to not, to a situation where he's not really he's not really in position to win another championship. So what are you there for? Yeah. But that's all I got, man. Anything else so we can wrap this up? Nah, I got nothing else. That's what's up, man. Parting shot, my brother. Make sure nobody in your job is clocking you. Hey, man. No micromanaging out here, man. Y'all mad soft, man. Everybody who micromanages mad soft out here, man. <laughs> um, they some sunny side up niggas. You probably gonna put one of them sunny side up. Oh, message. yo. Don't tempt me. <laughs> um, I was supposed to talk bad about the Duchess on the podcast. I don't even remember. <laughs> it was going to be my parting shot, and I had it in my head. And then we started talking about what we were going to talk about, and I didn't write it down. So I forgot. So she lucked up this time. Um, But uh, I guess I need to think of a new parting shot. Uh, my parting shot is um, damn I usually don't have a hard time with parting shots okay bet got it Hunter x Hunter now look I haven't done a Lando's list in a little bit I only did one actually I'm gonna do one this weekend Actually, I, I, I guess I might not. I might not do my NFL weekend review now. I think about it. It's so late in the week now, with all the technical difficulties we had. I'm just like, whatever. Uh, I guess I'll just hop on in week seven. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out tomorrow morning. I might do it tomorrow morning. But anyways, it's uh, Hunter X Hunter. For those who don't know, is a manga that was written and drawn by Yoshihiro Tagashi 
who is the creator of UU Hakusho. UU Hakusho is my favorite anime ever. Hunter x Hunter is my favorite manga ever. Now, they both were mangas. Read them both several times. Everybody knows that I love the works of Yoshihiro Tagashi. Why do I say that Hunter x Hunter is not my favorite anime? I have never laid eyes on the Hunter x Hunter anime. Ever. So because of that, it's not my favorite anime. I watched Yu Yu Hakusho before manga was a thing in America. So that's how I was introduced to Yu Yu Hakusho. And the manga, to me, beginning way better than the anime. Anime in the anime ending is better than the manga, Yu Yu Hakusho. But it's back. I said all that to say that it's back. I think it's been on a hiatus since 2014, maybe 2016. All I know is I've waited patiently all these years for it to be back. I've missed you so. Don't go on another hiatus until it's done. Hire a team. I don't care what you gotta do. Finish the manga. Cause something crazy, Hunter x Hunter, and Naruto came out in the same year. Yo, it's still pissing me off that uh, what's it called? Um, beat the Vandal Buster ended at twelve volumes. Yeah, I heard the guy they like got re Shonen Jump dropped them, and they were supposed to be getting republished, and they put out like two other chapters that nobody's ever seen. And they've been bouncing. They they've been bounced around to all these different publishing companies. Um, very unfortunate. Very unfortunate situation with that. Yeah. Um, One Piece. One Piece is still going though. One Piece. One Piece in case closed, aka Detective the Conan, still going on. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, but like, I'm about a hundred. I'm about a hundred chapters behind on a uh, One Piece. I've actually started rereading, or not rereading. I picked up where I left off. It's like and like fucking end them both. Put them out of their misery. On One Piece is actually still damn good. I never read the case closed manga, so I don't know how good it is. But if it's anything like the anime, it, I mean, I, they probably should move off the little child thing, like Conan. Yeah, it, it should, I, I've always said that they probably should have made it more of a uh, like a story arc rather than the, this permanence of childhood that they put them through. Because um, uh, at this point, as a genius of a detective he, as he is, he should have been able to figure it out by now. But anyways, we can talk, we can use, leave that for another podcast. Yeah. Hunter x Hunter is back. Back like it's never left. Hopefully, um, hopefully it's supposed to be dropping in two weeks. Two weeks, October 23rd. All right, man. Well, that's it for us, man. For the chance, love, charisma. This is Lando. This has been the Between Brothers Podcast. Please continue to support us. We love you guys. We'll see y'all next week.